Hi, Peppa. I'm hungry. Hello. Delighted to have you in MasterCard Cafe. I'm at your service. Please pair with your MasterPass wallet and start ordering. Nice to meet you, Veronica. What would you like to order? Can I have a beef burger? Sure. Two fries. Regular or large? Large. Alright. Anything else? Orange juice. Sure. That's all. Great. We have a promotion today. You get one cheesecake for $2. Would you like to add it? How many calories? Each cheesecake contains 90 calories. 3 grams of fat, 2 grams of carbs, and 6 grams of protein. Would you like to have it? Okay, I'll have it. Eight. The total Oh, good morning. It is Tech Talk Today. Episode, are you ready for this, Ange? It's 246, I believe. I don't even know how we did that. Hey there, Angers. Hello. Hello. Here I am. So remember last week when we talked about uh, robots coming to Wendy's? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what that story obviously was about. Now it's McDonald's. Uh, that's the story. McDonald's belie- believes, uh, this is from a McDonald's CEO, a former one, that it's going to be obvious. It's going to be unavoidable. It's just around the corner. And he says the world needs to prepare for huge job losses that are imminent. Huge, huge job losses? That's what he says. No, that's what he says. the thing is, it only replaces the person placing, uh, but that's taking all, the order. That's a huge workforce. Uh, these things will go out. They will even deliver the food. Uh, and there's also what? a study. Yep, there's a study that just came out that also says that uh, robotics are getting really close to the point of being able to do this. And that a lot of jobs could be ending. Let's bring in that mumble room. Time appropriate greetings, mumble room. All right. So, what do you guys think? Is this inevitable? Are we all going to get served our burgers by robots soon, or is this hype? I think we might get there. Okay, but okay. All right. So, you so think about think about Ham. I think you're probably right. But I'll just play devil's advocate and I'll say, in order to do this, you're going to have to have solid connectivity at every one of these restaurants. You're going to have to have a decent networking solution that probably isolates these robots from the rest of the network. And you're not going to want them to get hacked. So you're going to have to have them on oh. their right. You're going to have to have them on their own separate wireless network. You're going to have to have a good connection back to whatever probably is like a remote vendor to manage these things. Think about just Ooh. the infrastructure cost alone to manage this. And a charity contribution to cancer research. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Because do you, do you still think do you still think it's gonna happen soon, Ham, or what it, or do you sort of dial that back? I think it might happen. I mean, you know, all these McDonald's are right in town, most of them, so the, you know, the connectivity isn't gonna be a tough thing. I think it might happen. I think we're gonna I think once this happens, we're gonna do a tech talk today and we're gonna be like one thousand burgers were ordered and, and mistakenly yeah. made when a you know robot got hacked. <laughs> Our friends across the pond are probably gonna have the front row seat first, though. Uh, the studies have suggested that a third of jobs in Europe will be replaced by technology over the next next two decades. That's crazy. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's <laughs> great. I mean, like, so then those people can do something else. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of cool. Maybe they can start a new uh, Bluetooth speaker business because Jawbone Ooh. is apparently getting out of the Bluetooth speaker business. What? Yeah, which is Why? a big, I know, because I love I use it every morning. Yeah, I got one in the bathroom over there. Oh, man, yeah. and you know what? As soon as you take the kids on the weekend, I have that thing travel around the house with <laughs> yeah. me. Like, I bring it everywhere. <laughs> well, the company wants to focus exclusively on wearables. It says Fit- oh. fitness tracker maker Jawbone has put its speaker business up for sale according to multiple sources. This is, this is Wait, over at Fortune.com. Wait, they do a fitness tracker? I don't know them for that. Yeah, the Jawbone <laughs> up. 
You've heard of oh, it. Oh, no, I have not. Well, they really haven't revved it much since they re- released it. They did get funding earlier in the year. Now, what's interesting about this report here is there's another report over at Tech Insider that says Jawbone has stopped producing all of its fitness trackers and it's selling <laughs> the remaining inventory. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Jawbone is having a bad time right now. It's not good. Jawbone raised $165 million in recent funding, and the CEO told Tech Insider a few months ago that the company plans to use that money to develop clinical-grade fitness trackers. Oh, interesting. They'd be the first, right? Because Fitbit and Apple both <clears throat> steer clear of, mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. you know saying that their devices can do anything. There are rumors that Apple is seeking level. certain certifications, but yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah. but no, like I I walked like a mile and a half, and it said that my blood that my heart rate was 90, when normally it would be like between 130 and 140. So it, whoa, like, no way. Yeah, no. It, no, your heart rate doesn't get up to 140 from walking. Yeah, it's a fast walk. I, I walk uh, like 14 and a half Damn, miles. Damn, girl. That is a really high heart rate, though, it seems like. 14 and a half minutes. You must per be mile. hustling. To, I do. Damn. Yeah. 140? 140? Yeah. Active exercise. I, what do I know? Right. I'm not a, I'm not a fitness tracker. You know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. What do I know? Well, I'm not a fitness tracker. What do I know? Uh, social sources also said Jawbone has discontinued its Bluetooth speaker business in this report. Weird. And selling its remaining inventory. I, I, I think it's a, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I think there's some of the best Bluetooth speakers Seriously, out there. Seriously, because I yeah. have a stereo set up in my room right now, but I have to plug it in like savage. <laughs> mm-hmm, with a cord. With a cord. Mm-hmm. Although it does charge it, which is cool, but. We've all we've all had experiences with uh, a company that makes our favorite gadget that goes out of business. I don't know if anybody in the Mamba Room has a story that that jumps to mind. But a my quick gr- story. Yeah, if you, I'll share my first quick story. It's not even my story. And Angela might remember the story, Probably. maybe. Probably. Uh, it's from my grandpa Fisher, and uh, he told me once about why, for the last like forty or I guess it's thirty years or whatever it's been, he will never buy an Apple product. Do you remember this? I'm story? not remembering it at the moment, okay. but I know this I've man, heard it before. This man has held a grudge with Apple. He runs Linux, by the way. Since they killed the Apple II back in the '80s. Because he just bought one. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. And then they killed it like yes. like six months after he bought it, and he and he was under the impression it was going to be supported. Apparently, at infinitum. I don't know what he expected. I think he just expected infinite support. And he was so pissed that they canceled that product six months after he bought it that from that moment forward, he refused to ever buy another product the company made. <laughs> and to this day, he held to it. Yep. And so people get really upset when their favorite, you know, when their favorite product gets discontinued. So every year, yep. Chris gives him a recycled Linux product <laughs> for yeah, Christmas. Yeah, yeah. North Ranger, do you have a story like that? Well, not a specific product, but I will always shed a tear for old Motorola because they are a shell of their former selves. Remember when we just talked about the Razer coming back? Mm-hmm. That could be a thing. That could definitely be a thing. All right, I wanted to try something with you guys. So you know about the Amazon uh, Echo, um, the Alexa, where you can talk to it and you can get uh, questions answered and whatnot. You're familiar with that. Well, guess what? To let us have some fun, Amazon has put Alexa in the web browser. You can go get your Alexa on right now in your web browser. So I'll go log in. You do have to log in with your Amazon account. So I will uh, do those little uh, behind-the-scenes details right there. And then you have to allow uh, the uh, the thing to access your microphone. So <clears throat> let's try it. What should I ask it? What do you want me to ask it? Mm, how about, let's see what's... How many calories are in a uh, burger? Uh, do you remember what it's called? The Bacon Ultimate Cheeseburger. Okay, let's see if it knows. Okay. How many calories are in the Jack in the Box how many calories are in the Jack in the Box Ultimate Bacon Cheeseburger? Okay, it's processing, it says. 
Mm, we got nothing. What's the weather like? Processing, it says. Nothing. I don't know. Maybe it's not wow. working right for us. Yeah. Eh, might not. You might be able to try it yourself. It's echosim.io. Echosim.io. I mean, it should be working, though, because uh, we've been taking calls earlier, so I know the audio is working on this yeah. system. <clears throat> Click and hold to speak your command. What time is it? See, I got nothing. Let's do a little comparison to the Googs and see if Google could do it. So what, what was it called again, Ange? The ulti- bacon ultimate cheeseburger. Okay, Google. How many calories are in Jack in the Box's bacon ultimate cheeseburger? Here's information from my fitness pal. Oh, it says 689 calories. Oh, jeez. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I guess you might not eat the other half. Yeah. <laughs> Probably call with it onion right rings. Oh, call it good right there. Yeah, with onion rings. Yeah. Okay, well, so when I tried it earlier, it did work for me. Uh, and I don't know if it's our setup here or, or what it is. I wonder if I could try it in the web browser on my phone. I'm going to try it. You ready? Yeah. I'm going to go to, so it's, uh, again, it's Echo. Uh, echosim.io, and then you do have to give it permission. You have to log in with your Amazon credentials, and then you have to give it permission to access your microphone, which that seems pretty obvious. That doesn't yeah. seem like a big deal yeah. to me. Um, so I will allow it. So let's try it here, and we'll try it in my phone web browser and see if it works better. How many calories are in Jack in the Box's Bacon Ultimate Cheeseburger? It's processing. Hmm. I can't find the answer to the question I heard. Okay, so she's able to, she's able to, okay, so let's try this one. What is the traffic like in Seattle? I thought it worked fast. Hear your traffic information. Go to your Alexa app and set up your commute. Oh, okay, that's no good. That's no good. Define selfie. (laughs) A selfie is a self-portrait photograph. Typically taken with a digital camera or camera phone held in the hand or supported by a selfie stick. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now let's do a little comparison. Okay, Google. Okay, Google. Really, Google? You're losing this combo. Oh, Google can't access my microphone right now because of that uh, Echo program. That's what's wrong. Oh, that's good to know. So let me end task there. Okay, Google. How many? Oh, was I asking it? Oh, what was the traffic like, right? What was I asking it? Oh, define selfie. Yeah. Okay, Google. Define selfie. Selfie. A photograph that one has taken of oneself, typically one taken with a smartphone or webcam and shared via social media. <laughs> Nothing about the selfie poll in there. That's funny. It's faster, it, though, it on adds, Google, though. Yeah, it adds and shared on social media. Yeah. Is <laughs> this a gimmick? Is this stupid? Or is this useful, do you think, this stuff? I'm starting to transition from stupid to useful myself. So, you know... Dylan uses this on his iPad when he's searching YouTube for different Minecraft videos. So, no, I think this is, you know, and I don't know if you heard, but I I do voice messaging with little Noah because he can't type yet and he can't read yet. So I can't type to him. I have to talk to him and listen to him. So, yeah, I think this is this is a way to get a younger crowd more involved easier. I've I've been using the voice prompt more and more to ask more arbitrary questions. Uh, and it's getting getting better and better at actually giving me the specific answer, and then saying, saying I got this from this source. Yeah. And I, I like I wanted like a, I literally wanted like a one sentence answer to a question, and it went and got that one sentence one sentence answer with the number I needed, and then said, and you can find more information at this source. And I thought that was really that's great. You know, I should start using Siri. Uh, so uh, let's I see. I still like open Safari and then open and then go to Google and then type the. Uh, 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The question. <laughs> so there. You, so, anyways, if you want to play around with Echo, um, you you need to make sure. It seems like it. It seems like it's it's working with my sound card, but you have to make sure it's working with your sound card in your browser, and then, uh, and then you can uh, play around with it. It's at, again at echosim.io. This next story I want to talk about just because I think this could be a bad bad deal, and Dropbox is getting a ton of pushback on this. So Dropbox wants to get in your kernel. They want to use a kernel <laughs> extension to do. Oh, that sounds things. great. Yeah, isn't that a great thing? <laughs> yeah, let's let's just give them the keys. <clears throat> core of your operating system, anything that crashes there could take out your whole OS. It exposes the core, core of your operating system to any vulnerabilities they might have with their, uh, with their software. Uh, and their feature has received a standard round of criticism, um, but also a standard round of absolute lavish praise from the uh, average uh, t- Silicon press as well. Uh, they call it Project Infinite. It employs a kernel extension that will move from using user space to right into your kernel. Giving any piece of software access to the kernel is a huge step, as it gives a potential hacker unfettered access to your system's memory and processes. Also, you're potentially leaving yourself wide open to faults and and failing if the software's author's code, or like in the case of some antivirus, just happens to be crap, which we've seen a lot with antiviruses that use kernel extensions. In Windows, Dropbox will implement Microsoft's copyhooks handlers, com objects implemented as DLLs, and called by the operating system shell. To penetrate OS X's BSD kernel, Dropbox will employ kernel authorization to manage file authorizations. In other words, it's going to be watching file transactions on Mac OS and interrupting the ones that you shouldn't be doing. Like, you now will be able to prevent somebody from copying a folder out of your Dropbox and putting it on their desktop or something like that. Hmm. Uh, now, Dropbox, super impressed. They think this technology is so, so, so sweet, and they don't understand why any of us would be concerned. They were sort of flubbering around for a response, as Channel Register puts it. They say, we've been running this kernel extension internally at Dropbox for almost a year, and we've battle-tested its stability and integrity. And they added, after careful design and consideration, we concluded this kernel extension is the smallest and therefore the most secure surface through which we can deliver Project Infinite. So they're not really... Moving, hmm. not budging. They want to get all up in your kernel, which is anytime you start getting kernel drivers like this and in there, that means there's big potential for when you upgrade your operating system for things to break, which happens a lot on Linux, but happens about once a year on Mac OS too. Does this just is this just going to get pushed in the next update for Dropbox? Is that is that how this is going to go? No, or is project. This... First of all, this is mostly something that only applies to enterprise customers. Okay. And now it sounds like they might give you an option to opt in or opt out, but they haven't confirmed on that or not. Hmm. But, Anybody in the mumble room have thoughts on a kernel extension? You know, something popular you use all of a sudden says we need to get into your kernel to be better. Isn't that a red flag? Yes, it is. I wouldn't use this. I'm glad I'm just going to use Dropbox from the web interface and just stick to that. I'm, I'm done with their applications. Yeah, why not just make it a Fuse file system? They say they tried that, and the performance wasn't up to what they need. Now, I don't know how that's technically possible since the biggest bottleneck is going to be your internet connection. So it seems like... Fuse isn't going to be the bottleneck when using Dropbox, but maybe when dealing with thousands and thousands and thousands of files, maybe there's some scenarios where Fuse isn't a good solution. But yeah, they did try it, they say, to their credit, but yeah, I agree. Okay, so let's talk about the sleep of death bug. We have not gotten to this very much, but this is a problem that is apparently affecting a lot of Surface Book users. You know that Microsoft Surface Book? <laughs> Do we even need to talk about this? Does anybody even have one of those? Well, we don't have to, actually. <laughs> no, it's like, I'm just joking. I just think it's interesting because here Microsoft has built the Surface Book, uh, hardware they've, they've built with an operating system recently came out, and they can't get away from this constant sleep of death issue. You put the laptop to sleep, 
it dies, it crashes, it turns off. There's all kinds of different things. And when you search around on Microsoft's website, you'll get like 75,000 results in their support forms if you search for sleep of death surface. Wow. Yeah, if you search for something like surface sleep crash, you get 250,000 so results. So it's just basically, it's a glitch in their sleeping, mech, the, that function, and but eventually it becomes... Here's how he describes it. Whenever the system goes to sleep for a few hours or more, chances are it's going to wake up. It won't wake up. What? <laughs> Yeah, the long sleep periods, such as overnight, usually result in system crashes. The start of my workday almost every day involves bringing my service book back from an unplanned oh, full shutdown. Wow. If I attend a few meetings, then come back, it might be dead. Catch a flight to the East Coast, the oh, laptop my won't God. make okay. it. Okay, we did need to cover this because if you bought one of these, you're an idiot. Like, oh, right? wow. You know, no, not really, but wow. That does. It's a bummer, wow, right? Wow, Microsoft. Yeah, and uh, I've seen Paul Thorat covering this, and uh, he sort of rolled his eyes. This is kind of unbelievable. They don't have a fix for this thing yet. Wow. He paid $4,000 all said and done. Yeah, because he got he spent 3,199 for the hardware. Um and then he got a dock, a Microsoft complete accident protection plan, uh and Office 365 and it brought the total including tax to $4,000 for this thing. Somebody posted a joke to my Facebook timeline like 5 years ago today, right? And it was something like an Apple store got burglarized and $10,000 of merchandise is missing and that they're hoping that the two computers will be returned. Uh, but I'm you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> But seriously, $4,000 for something that might not come back to (laughs) life after sleep? Okay. Yeah, it's because it's still new for them, I guess. But I, yeah, hopefully, I mean, the thing is, is that uh, you would hope that they would have had this fixed by now. So it's just something that I thought we'd talk about since we haven't brought it up yet. Speaking of Apple, you just mentioned them. This is a big story in our subreddit this week. Apple has rehired a security and encryption expert, John Callis, who used to work for them. I don't trust him. He doesn't have a beard. He does have a heck of a stash, though. Look at that thing. (laughs) He can grab that thing and pull him around by it. All right. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> Apple's decision to rehire him comes amid rumors the company is working on improving the security of its iOS devices post this whole FBI case. Apple said it will continually improve those security. Uh, now, he uh, says has publicly said before, this individual, that he's against companies being compelled by law enforcement to break into their own encrypted products. He's also said he, com- he supports a compromise proposal under which law enforcement officials with a court order can take advantage of undisclosed software vulnerabilities to hack into tech systems as long as they disclose the vulnerability afterwards so they can be patched. Apple's confirmed the hiring, but not offer details on what he'll be working on. He was a former employee at Apple in the 90s from 2009 to, and then from 2009 to 2011. And he was one of the original developer of some of the cryptographic security in OS X and iOS. He had left, and now he's back, probably with big money, to uh, tighten up some of this stuff, they say, post-FBI case. And our subreddit thought this was probably one of the bigger stories of the week. And I guess, in a way, it sort of is. It's not like Apple is the one of the largest mobile handset makers and, and, and operating system makers. And they're not just going to come out and be like, we're really going to screw the FBI. They're going to just do things behind the scenes mm-hmm. to that end. And this seems to be one of them. So that's interesting. Any thoughts in the mumble room on, on Apple fighting up against the FBI going once, going twice? Well, I don't know if you knew this, but podcasts fully regulated by the FCC that we have fair time and coverage. So now that we've talked about Apple, we have to talk about Android. You yep. knew that, right? That's yeah, all part yeah. of our regulations yeah. that we follow. Balance. Yeah, regulations and uh, rules. So take a look at this insane billboard from Samsung. First of all, they mocked up this whole side of this damn building to look that's like... That's real? Yeah. That's, that's, yeah well, look at that's the, not Photoshop? Look at this video. Look at this damn Aww. video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is Samsung uh, promoting the S7. Uh there, um, uh, it's LED panels that cycle through all the different features about the phone, uh, like from its, wi- its wireless charging and water rating on the oh side of this building. God. And they mocked up the whole side of the building to look like a Samsung phone. 
Is that not the nuttiest thing you've ever seen? Could you imagine driving around seeing this? This is supposed wow. to be one of the world's largest video digital billboards, which I would have to agree. Not worth it. They will not I know. make enough money on that phone this to is, cover the cost of that. This is what's so funny about Samsung, is they just have an unbelievable advertising budget. Look at that. All you gotta do is just go get a drone shot of that and you're good. And how many how many accidents have happened? <laughs> I mean, like, there is a traffic jam right there. Right? Look at that. There is a traffic jam. <laughs> Look at that. The whole mock-up side, they did the edge of the phone on there. Wow. How much money must that have cost to build? They, that whole, they made the whole side of the building a cell phone screen. Did you see the post-it note war between two buildings in New York? No, I didn't New York. see that. Oh, it was great. Um, and like basically it started with a, like a, a message on one window and then the opposed building did a message back. And then, and then the final winner was uh, they did a, across the entire building mic drop. Like with a hand, it, all with post-its, and post-it, post-it themselves got involved and provided post-its. It was pretty great. So this thing is 260 feet tall. It's 131 wow. feet wide. Uh, so that gives you some perspective. Um, you could see it from as far as 1.4 miles away, and uh, there you go. I guess the position is not just good. It's not just good, but it's great because it's in the middle of two connecting centers of Moscow to some place I can't pronounce, but it's one of their airports. <laughs> uh, and uh, they said almost one million people drove by it that day. So that's wow, pretty decent placement. That's a lot of people. pretty decent placement. Okay, Andrews. Until we find a, a proper replacement, you know what we have right here on our hands? What? A Kickstarter yes, of the week, and I. I'm legitimately excited about this. I'm curious about this. I've been going to sleep from time to time with headphones on. Yeah. Um, and I find that to be really, 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 really obnoxious when you start rolling around in the cords. You get all caught up in the yep. cords like an animal. Yep. Well, this, <laughs> Apollo 7 Plamises, promises to solve that. It's the world's first true compact wireless earphones. It has a goal of $88,000. They've raised three hundred ninety-eight thousand dollars. Wow! They have one thousand two hundred ninety-three backers with fifty-seven hours. Okay. To go. I was gonna I, say that. Yeah. I thought it was days. Based but. out of Los Angeles, I'll just play a little bit. I think these things look super cool. Sound is everywhere. There is no accurate count for how many sounds an average person hears in a given day. At Arado Audio, we understand that sound is what inspires us, motivates us, drives us, and connects us. Introducing the Apollo 7, the world's most compact, true wireless earphone. We just wanted to make something that just made sense. We wanted to create an earphone, a completely wireless earphone, that delivered incredible sound. Carrying charger case. The Apollo 7 earphones wow, come in a in sleek aluminum case with a built-in lithium battery that makes it easy and convenient to store as well as charge on the go so you'll never run out of power. Oh, that's a good idea. No matter where your day takes you, these earphones are ready to go. They're coated with a nano waterproofing technology that makes them perfect for any situation. Nuh-uh. As an athlete, I absolutely love the Apollo 7. Not only are they waterproof, they're wireless. Professional they're surfer. wireless, meaning no wires involved at all. And they're very small and compact. And, and then you lose in it in the ocean. Incredibly comfortably. And I've done products for Monster and Beats. 
And the Apollo 7 is, is truly an innovative, well thought out design and excellent execution. So a lot of the times you get a wireless Bluetooth headset and you still have an, an outside box and there's wires all over the place. I can't stand wires. I've gone through, like I said, several pairs of headphones that are just like garbage. The Bluetooth, like, it just doesn't, doesn't sound good at all. You're sacrificing a lot usually when you go to a small earbud and these just sound awesome. They sound really, really good. That's my favorite part about them. Well, it's brilliant. You have the carrying case has wireless charging essentially where you drop the earpieces in and then there's a battery in the case so you don't have to find an outlet to plug it in and charge it. So this is an all day solution. We wanted to keep the Apollo 7 easy and intuitive. With its single button features, you'll be able to take a call, skip tracks, control volume, activate Google Now, or even talk to Siri. We also built an omnidirectional microphone for the Apollo 7. What? Because we know how important it is to have a crisp, hands-free solution for taking calls on the go. Support us now and be one of the first to experience true wireless audio the way it should be. Apollo 7 by Arado Audio. They talk about in the Kickstarter too about how the, the work they've done to make sure the audio is synced up between them in high fidelity. Uh, and you know, Rikai points out this would actually be great in production because we wouldn't have these cords hanging down from us when we're on video. We could be uh, cordless. Which Absolutely. Be well, and my big question, and this only applies to me and anybody else with a rubber allergy, is: Is there a, any latex involved? I don't know if they say. I'll look. It did say aluminum, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's good. But um, they started at uh, yeah. I'll look around. Yeah, you're right. You don't know. But maybe they listed the thing. Yeah, the thing is the right now. I'm the cables that I use for my headphones have rubber, so that's rubbing against my face and causing a reaction. So uh, not having the wire there would at least mm. be a step up mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. that. Yeah, for sure. It looks like with the early bird specials are gone. They were started at two forty nine. Now Ooh. you can get it at two fifty nine. Yeah, two fifty nine is the Pass. current low level. Let's well, wait. headphones is a category that can be very expensive. Good headphones can be very expensive. Sure, but I mean, let's like just those wait headphones you're they... wearing are like three hundred and eighty dollars headphones or four hundred dollars headphones. Mm. So we I... didn't pay that much. We got them on sale, but you let's know, just wait for this to hit the stores. Then that seems like the thing is. It seems like it. If it would, or this technology, you know, something uh, you like know, it. Can there not be a website dedicated to Kickstarters that actually made mass production and and are available? locally now you know yeah like that would be great you know now available for actual purchase that would yeah. be nice like a store that keeps track of that yeah, i'm looking to see if they mention the materials in here i don't see it but it does look like really well designed mudboard what do you guys think you guys have been quiet on this one uh is this a product that interests you do you have problems with cords if it sounds good and they claim it does I've never had an earbud that's been durable or sounded good or doesn't feel like, to not be vulgar, tiny penises in my ear. <laughs> so, I mean, I honestly rather go outside in public with huge ass headphones on my head and just look weird because I really want the sound quality. I don't, I don't want something tiny and dunk on the lose or anything like that. I uh, I had I've experienced that Motorola made something kind of like this. It came with a carrying case, and it was a tiny, tiny, tiny little um, uh, earpiece. That I think they called it the Motorola Hint, and maybe I should look that up real quick because it was sort of the earlier. It was an earlier version of this. It was only one. It was only one speaker too. It wasn't two speakers, and it worked with. Uh, 
Yeah, there it is. Right. I here. wonder. Is it, you're, you know what I like about these is that it doesn't matter which ear you put them in. It, it seemingly. So this, yeah, yeah, I think you're probably right. So this here is the Motorola Hint, and um, it's one ear earbud. It's available right now for ninety four ninety nine. So it's kind of okay. kind of expensive. But you see, it also comes with a carrying case that you put the Hint into, and it oh, charges. Oh, cool. Now the the problem with this guy is the sound quality sucks. It's really yeah. just for speech. Yeah. It, it got the job done for podcast listening, but just barely. Um, and the microphone wasn't that good. But the concept of a tiny it, it it made taking headphones into places I could never take headphones into before, like grocery shopping. I could go into the grocery store and I could have I could have one ear open for you know shopping mm-hmm. and one ear listening to podcasts, and it made grocery shopping more palatable to me. Uh, so there's like there's like there's more environments you can take them in or sleeping. Even even though they have nubs sticking out, they'd be better than wires. Yeah. If those were one ninety nine or hundred bucks, wires get stuck on everything. If they if those are like around a hundred bucks or one ninety nine, I just but that price it's too expensive for me. But I think this is I think this is one that's actually worth backing. Anybody in the mom room got a disagreement on backing? Anybody say this is not worth? This is the last chance for the jury to speak. What about you, Anne? Do you think if the if money is the money if you feel like the money is worth it? Do you think this is a backing? Honestly, I need I need something like this because the cables get the headphones get stuck on everything. I'm allergic to the ones that I use. Um, and my car's Bluetooth stopped working like a year and a half or two years ago. So I, it, it is something that I need a solution for, but and until I can verify the latex thing, I wouldn't invest. So if, Me okay. Personally. So it sounds like this is actually for you. This is actually a project that seems sort of worth it. If all those conditions are met. Yes. I kind of agree too. For my, my, my only condition really is the cost, the waterproofing is and the quality though. Yeah. Like, yeah. You you have a pretty you have a higher quality bar I, than yeah. I do. I do like that the guys that they're interviewing are like the one guy they interviewed there was like the original designer of Beats headphones, mm-hmm. which is not a huge thing, but it's at least somebody in the industry that has experience. It seems yes. like relevant experience. And monster. Yeah, and monster. Yeah, uh, I didn't mention that one because monster, but yeah, I agree. Uh, okay, chat room. Anybody else? Mumble room. Anyone have any final thoughts before we write, call verdict in a three? Yeah, Chris, I, I don't know if we're quite there yet. Um, I think Bluetooth 4.1, yeah, you we're finally to a point where, you know, the wireless works most of the time, though yeah. I'd still be concerned about it yeah. in places like airports. Um, <sighs> so maybe, you know, yeah, do right. get to the point where lithium air batteries are a thing and you can like run these all day, then maybe I would get into it. Hmm, man, oh, I'm on the point. fence because you're right. Bluetooth itself is only only has enough bandwidth, really. And the other thing is, is they mentioned it comes with a charging case. That's probably because these little things only work for like an hour or two before the battery dies. That and so many things are using Bluetooth now. Like, oh, here you go. Three hours of play, four hours of talk time. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. That's not I, okay. So, what do you say, Ed? You make the final call. Do we fund or not fund? Not fund. <gasps> oh. Oh. I felt like that was one that was going to win. It's a win. good one. No, it's a good one, but oh. no, the price is a little steep. And okay. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe I, instead of going and dropping almost three hundred on some headphones, maybe I could go to bit.ly slash. 10-day store. What's this, Angie? 10-day store. Bit.ly slash 10-day store. So I noticed that some of our recent campaigns, the reserve had been met, but they never relaunched because Teespring had a bug. Go figure. So uh, I had them launch all of them, and now they will they will print in like, what? what is it left? Seven days? Yeah, so it's really seven days of choices now. I can't change the Bitly every day. I mean, I guess I could. I could change the Bitly every day, but yeah. 
bit.ly forward slash 10 day store. Wait, right? 10 day store? Uh, yeah, bit.ly slash 10 day store, one zero day store. Yep. One zero day store. So right there's now. the, here's the thing. There's the uh, last jacket. There's two EU campaigns if you're in the, uh, over there across the pond. There's a couple of those, which one of them contains the tote bag, uh, which, by the way, if you're in the United States, you can order the tote bag oh, from you the can? UK site. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of yeah, course. I bought yeah, you yeah. Some. yeah, 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 yeah. From the yeah, from their site. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep, so yep. go check that out. So in other words, we're not trying to hit any particular, you know, number with any of these campaigns. They're going to print. But it, so if you want one, you can get one. No pressure. Uh, we're not really advertising it a lot because they're just, you know, people that were interested but didn't get a chance to when they ran. And uh, yeah, support your show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to dignify that with an answer. I go over there to bit.ly slash 10. What was it, Ange? 10 day store. Yeah. 10 day <laughs> store. That's super, no, it's clever. Super no, memorable. No, it's clever, actually. <laughs> uh, you know what else is clever? Supporting your favorite network on Patreon. Patreon.com slash today is where you go to fund all of our initiatives, all of our shows, all of our future projects. Well, hopefully. I mean, that's really our goal here yeah, with this Patreon. Absolutely. And uh, we have gotten some recent pickup because we've added a few new perks for our patrons, and that's super awesome. We really appreciate that. So thank you to 616 of you. We would love to see that get up to like 700. Let's make that like our next mm-hmm. short-term milestone. If you are a patron, you now get access to some of the live shows we've been posting. I posted... Um, and what that means is you get the pre-show, the in-between segment show, the post-show. Yeah. Possibly some little extras yeah. even beyond that. Oh, so yeah. it's, uh, it's great stuff. The uh, here is this. I started a little gameplay of me playing Firewatch oh, uh, nice. for just a couple of minutes, uh-huh. and then uh, we got into the show. I, I think, I think the main Linux action show was like an hour and fifty or something like that, and the live stream is over three hours. Yes, there's way more show, and it's not like we're just sitting around. I mean, sometimes we're sitting around, but there's usually just a <laughs> lot of stuff, yeah. a lot of discussion that I often feel like should have made it into last. Yeah, and so now I'm glad in a way that we have a way for some of our supporters to yep. see that. And stuff. this, and we kind of we we got the hint of that when you started including the pre-show in Linux Unplugged. So we're just expanding that now. Yeah, and we're doing it for some of the shows selectively. It's a new system. Uh, eventually, I want to build it out and you know make feeds for it so people can just subscribe. Mm-hmm. So if they yes. want to just subscribe to the live version, they can just always get that version. All this will be available to our patrons eventually, but it has to start somewhere. So right now, yep. we're just posting a few a week at patreon.com slash today, and uh, you can catch them. And one of the nice things is is, it's not as polished of a product, mm-hmm. but because you're just getting a, a copy of the live stream, sometimes we, we even get get it out a couple hours early. Yep. So, and of course, if you're if you're not a patron, you sign up, you get access to everything we've ever posted, mm-hmm. and in the meantime, you know, we still we're not taking anything away from the actual release shows themselves. They're still we're still putting everything into that. We're still making them great. It's just this is just extra stuff we've always been doing, anyways. Mm-hmm. And now you guys just get access to it. And so now you will find out how often Chris does uh, verbal Tourette's. Yeah, 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 yeah. How hungry he gets <laughs> in every show. <laughs> That's true. And yeah. just and yeah. the lawnmower uh, you, and the lawnmower. Yes, fights. right. The yeah. ranting about the uh, yard work, and then also you just get to see a little bit more about the hosts, right? That's true, yeah. Because they're, they're don't, they don't have their host face on yeah, in yeah. between. Like, that's what's great about the tech snap. You know, Alan Jude lets his hair down. Yeah, you know? Right? Yeah. Lets you listen to him type. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. He'll, he'll always let I you do that. I guess he does that in the show, yeah. too. So that's not, that's not new. That's not yeah. new. Ham, Ham says he's been enjoying it. That's cool. I'm glad you've been enjoying that, Ham. Good. So even when you can't that's make awesome. it. Yeah, it's nice when you can't make it live, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com slash today. You get in at $3 or more, you get access to that. And, of course, you get into that swag level, and you get goodies from time to time. And if you're an Unfilter supporter, we've just recently done a bunch of new goodies 
for our Unfilter supporters, I think we just had our fourth birthday for Unfilter, too. And we celebrated it last episode and talked about some of the new stuff we're doing with our uh, patrons mm-hmm. in that episode. So if you're an Unfilter patron, too, lots of new stuff. It feels good to be getting hitting milestones, yes. delivering stuff to the patrons. That's I like that. That's yep. a, I want to keep that going. So yep. thank you, everybody. Patreon.com slash today. Or slash Unfilter. Very well, very well. Also, techtalktoday.reddit.com is where you go to supply stories to this show. Check us out at jupiterbroadcasting.com slash count to find out when we are live if you want to make one of those live shows and uh, join our mumble room. Probably um, again next Monday, right? This Monday seems to be working okay. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I think so too. Now, tomorrow will be unplugged, and then on Wednesday, I won't be doing Unfilter. I'm going to do it tonight. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who listen to this and also listen to Unfilter, just a heads up, uh, Unfilter will not be recorded on Wednesday. It's going to be recorded later tonight. Now I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take us out with a commercial that this is an earworm. There, this could potentially be an earworm. Yes. Let me just apologize ahead of time. It might not be. It might not be. You might be fine. I, however, am susceptible to these kinds of things, so I will be suffering just right along with you. I present you our end of show clip. Thank you for joining us. See you right back here next Monday for another Tech Talk today. The Fresh Maker.